That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity. Please. Hello and welcome to another free episode of everyone's favourite Sunday releasing podcast, That's a Shame. My name is Declan and opposite me is Isaac. Mm -hmm. He is there. You might not notice him as much because he's looking very tired today. Oh, it's been a busy life so far. Busy week, busy month, busy day. Isaac is reeling, reeling from the news released, revealed to him this week that he is no longer eligible to vote in Young Labour matters. Well, first of all, I never wanted to. Thus thus officially moving him (laughs) past the designation of youth. Does it go from young to old into No, no, (laughs) no, not old, middle-aged. No, that's not middle-aged, is it? 27. It could be. I'm in the prime of life and Declan's jealous of my gains. He's been seeing me working out on Ring Fit and he's like, God, if only. I'm, I'm going to set a challenge to the listenership here. Um, to go back through our back catalogue as a show, yeah. or indeed anything Isaac has ever written or published, mm-hmm. social media officially written, I'll be and, find, that down. and find for me... Even even just the one instance of him claiming that being past the age of 27 <laughs> is indeed the prime of life. I've often said that you're not... 27 is the new... It's the new 19. <laughs> really? May, and that's not just me that And you won't that. be using that for your sexual exploits. You're just saying <laughs> that broadly. Mm-hmm. Goodness me, no. But thank you for asking. That's I'm okay. doing great here at, at that tender age. That's cool. I didn't ask. Hurtling towards 28, to be honest, in mm. what? Two months? Three months? Yeah. One of those? Two months. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care anymore. Emma Watson turned 30 and I thought if she yeah. can, so can I. And and you're going to be sticking to that on, on the 1st of December when... Be fine. Because ordinarily... You are miserable as sin. Not miserable. No, I'm no, no. Miserable. I'm miserable as sin. <laughs> People misconstrue my birthday. People don't mood. misconstrue it. They think I'm in a bad mood when actually what I'm doing is just meditating on the year that came, the year that's to come. He's miserable. Spoil. I don't open my presents or yep. on my birthday and people th- get annoyed with that. Yep. But I'll tell you for why. Delay no, gratification. It's what the Buddha would have wanted. Yeah, he's, he, he says, meet out your joy, probably. I've not read yeah, he's his He's a very, writings. very normal man <laughs> sat opposite me here. <sighs> it's well, been a, yeah, it's been a long, busy week. Yeah. I, I'm an, I'm annoyed. I am annoyed. Oh, I'm I know sorry it's, to hear that. I, I know it's you. not uh, a rare occurrence, no. but I'm annoyed because, um, I, I should be enjoying this evening. Yeah. I should be getting an early night. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a you've school got in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, I should be, it, like celebrating the fact that my very bad football team won a game 4-0 unexpectedly. Congratulations to the West Ham Hammers. They but I them. haven't been able to do any of that because I have had to be diving into this week's content. And it is bad content and I and I am annoyed and I, and I would like to bring this up before we go into uh-huh. it. Just because um, you've never had to do anything like this for the show. No, I have to do much more and indeed, egregious tasks. And indeed, you, um, you're trying to force ever more on me... Barely had I even finished oh, the text, then the Isaac, then Isaac 
is attempting to no, push no, no. on me the Confirm task. It, well, I'm not going to do Declan's it. Declan's going to be reading I the won't new J.K. Rowling book. I certainly He's won't. I won't it, be guys. reading even one of the 900 odd pages I tell you of what, her let me, massive wait, 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 transphobic wait, wait, wait. tome. Let me just throw this out there. There's nothing you can is throw. The, listen, listen. There's nothing you can throw. I'm not shaking your hand. I'll spit on it. <laughs> is there some kind of Patreon goal? Where no, we could no do Patreon bonus content God. of a chapter if a week we are earning, of mocking. If we are earning enough money for me to quit my job, <laughs> I'll read that book. No. And until then, I tell you no. what, we will work this out off air. I don't want to have to bring you guys into We're not, this. Is like when there's no working out. There is we no might, negotiation. We might be able to because no, I've read can't. the art of the deal and I'm hella persuasive. I'll probably rock up with a big firm handshake and you'll be so flustered you'll give me whatever I want. I won't. And I'll be taking I'm not going to be giving other you shit. stuff from you as and well. And I certainly won't book. be giving you weeks of my life crawling through that do garbage. Is like chapter, I'm just saying, if the listeners demand it... If you think it's such good content, I think should, you should do it. I'd be happy to think, alternate chapters. And I think that the listenership should but do that's it. That's on record. No. I'm magnanimously not, saying I Not alternating chapters. I want I'll you do, to do it. It's fine, I'll do it. Cool. I'll do, You'll do every it. other chapter. Oh, no, no, no. No, I want you to do the book. Yeah, I will do the book the whole in as book, much as... All of the chapters. No, no, no. Because Alternating and then alternating in between those. No, that's not oh, a good idea. Oh, that's weird, Because isn't it? I think that would be a one-sided show and people want to hear your particular take that's as well. That's fine. I'll, I'll give my take when you tell me all about it. I'll say this to you, the listener. If, you know, if there is a particular content type that you demand, and here are just a few that you might like... Declan reading Ready Player One. Declan reading the latest <laughs> Cormoran Strike transphobic bullshit. Isaac adventure. reading Declan's suicide note after his swift and unfortunate Patrons departure from only. both the show and life. Wow. And I would spin. love to put my suicide note behind a paywall. Behind a paywall. That's huge gatekeeping <laughs> vibes. But yeah, look, we are we are your servants and we've always said that here on That's a Shame. I think that was the first thing we ever said in episode one. We I did. came on air and I said, hello, we are your servants. He put on a different voice for it and everything. <laughs> Very strange. And... In that vein, if there's something you want us to do, tell us and we'll make up a very high patron goal to accomplish it. Speaking of which, we do need to decide what we're doing for our video content. So look out for, I might have said this last time, but look out for a will happen this week. Yep. And if you are a patron, we again reiterate our apology that we did not manage to release our our bonus content. But let's remember we've been doing very well other than that. We had been doing very well before. And we're doing double this week. And we're doing double this week. And and they're already planned. So it's not like we haven't got the content. It's just finding a few minutes here and there to do it. Between all those books you've got to read. Now, what have we got today? It's it's Bob Honey. Report Simon and Schuster to Crime Watch. They can't be trusted with word. Now, I mean, as I said to you mm-hmm. uh, via Facebook's own Messenger app, yeah. just minutes not ago. Sponsored. No, no, so not sponsored. No, no. So don't mention the, the name. Okay, again. sorry. An um, unnamed Messenger's app. Yes. Um, I, I was kind of in despair a bit reading the second half of this book, mm-hmm. um, thinking that there was going to be, like, honestly, very, very little to say. Mm-hmm. And then kind of right at the end, it all fell into place. That's that's um, which is good. good. No, 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 it doesn't. Uh, okay. It just speaks to there is something for us to talk about. And and I would like it's gonna be very different to the first half that we went through, uh-huh. partly because that was very long. Yeah. And very serious. Very. Um and I don't want this to be either of those things. Okay. Um short and and lighthearted. All you need to know if you've listened to that first part, and if you haven't, go back and do so now. But if it's, they haven't, let's summarise it. It was oh, bad. It was, it was bad. It was offensive. To it everyone. It was boring. To everyone. Um, it was uh, meaningless. Yeah. 
There's a good bit. It was pompous. It was just awful. Mm -hmm. Um, It was disgusting. Oh, it did have a lot of bodily nastitude. Yes, and what I would just say is that the second half is is all of those things, but turned up to eleven. Whoa! Like it is, it is more of all of those. That's pretty cool. To the structurally speaking, to the point that like it. It actually isn't interesting to go into any of them. Mm-hmm. Like that was the bit that was annoying is that it just would have been a longer list of some of the really bad things that, that he had written. He's just done more of everything. Yeah, like and and just really bad. And one of the things that we were saying was that it's hard because his politics in the real life, Sean yeah. Penn, broadly seem to be reasonably good uh-huh. slash better than you would expect. Yeah. With that big caveat of... Of, of his treatment of women. <laughs> yeah, that is a big caveat. Alleged. Um, and and it's interesting because we, we will be coming back to that okay, element. that's good. Um, I'll sow that seed. But the the character is, and and just the book in general, is so, so offensively written uh-huh. that it, it transcends the idea of kind of uh, mocking that, like a, a racist or offensive character. Mm-hmm. It, go, it goes beyond parody to just being straight up wow. <laughs> offensive. And we are going to come onto onto that a, a little later okay. as well. So what I'm going to say is it, it isn't going to be like the last one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do... We, I've actually got a quiz. Oh, no. I've got a quiz. No need. No need. Then I'm going to give you just a quick plot roundup yep. of what happens. Yeah, because I do need to know. And believe me, you don't need to know. Because there is nothing. I need to nothing know what happens everything. to the neighbour... I and then after that, we're going to go, we're just going to go in depth. Mm-hmm. I'm basically just going to read uh, the final uh, chapter. Okay, so the ask boy is coming. If you're reading along at home, you might want to pause this yeah, one you, you and catch pause. up before before we get there. Because once we're in, we're in. So to catch you up, um, Bob Honey, he used to sell septic tanks to Jehovah's Witnesses. Yep. Then he became an assassin who killed exclusively old people. Yep. Slash... Him. He um he just sort of uh he he did firework displays for dictators. He nonced about. He nonced well. about all over the gaff. Um he he was given all these missions by uh, a sort of crack squad of Guinean grass-skirted yeah, sort paramilitaries. Of, yeah, like broad strokes characters, you might say. Yeah, Not some of the more nuanced. No, they weren't. Members they of were, the fictional. They world. were like headed up by a guy whose name is Lewd Star, who uh-huh. was involved for three lines in chapter three. Very cool. And then that was that. Um, and then he was involved with a girl called Annie, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't involved with a girl called Annie. Oh. Then she sent him a picture of a dildo, oh. and he drove out to the desert and he burnt the dildo. Oh. Then he came home. There was a guy called Spurly, mm-hmm. who was a, a journalist who was writing about Bob. Yeah. Who Bob Reasons sometimes spoke to, sometimes didn't. And then a helicopter crashed into Bob's neighbor's house. Uh, killed Bob the neighbor. Killed the neighbor. Damn. Bob did some some broad strokes AS, mm. and then Maybe the first boat, yeah, it? and then yeah. the first half uh, ended. Very cool. Um, the second half begins. Uh, the second half of the novel, that is, part two, mm-hmm. as it were, with the quote... And is it split into parts? It is. It is indeed, part part oh, one okay. and part two. It is no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. That's cool. And that is a quote from J. Krishnamurti. Mm. Um, and there's a little picture of a house that is on fire. Damn. Um, station 10, station you recall is the term for chapter in this book, is called Ballad of the Broken Man. Um, Spurly comes round. Yep. For a chat. The journalist. And for no real reason, 
Bob just sort of decides that he doesn't want to talk to him anymore. Okay. And that's uh, character development though, because yep. what previously he did, and now if he, he doesn't, did. that shows you that he's changed. That's true. He's growing and he's changing. Now, uh, he tells him to fuck off, and then we go into some some new chapters. There's a lot of, like I said, there were a lot of quotes, yeah. a lot of quotes. Um, and it just got me thinking, mm-hmm. I, you know, I did a degree in English literature. Yeah. You did a degree that was sort of half in English yeah, yeah. literature. But like half in the philosophical arts. Exactly, which is its own form which of literature. It's like a literature of the world. Yeah. And of, of, the, of, and of thought. So what I, I did was I, I just drew up a quick quiz just to, okay. just to get the ball rolling. That's interactive. Um, I like it. It's it's you know it's it's nothing new. It's mm-hmm. just famous literary quotes, and you've got to tell me what they're from. Oh no! Yeah, I'm super mad at this. So no, you. Uh, I think you'll get some of them. I okay, think you'll get some. Give me a. So we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna dive right in okay. here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dickens. Oh, Hang on. I sorry, have. A, yeah, I jumped the gun. Just just in, just to lay out the rules, just in case you forget. I'll read the quote, and then, and I'll guess then what you the try and was. guess what it was from. Oh, what it was from? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Quote number one. True. Quote, quote number one. Now, this one, there is a clue early on. Okay. So, but just hold your answers until the quote is finished. Okay. Uh, Lolita, light of my life, yeah. fire of my loins, my sin, my soul, Lolita, the tip of the tongue, taking a trip of three um, steps down the palate to tap at three on the teeth. The teeth. Lolita. Is that... You said it was from it's from like literature quite broadly. Yeah, is it, yeah, yeah. Is it Lana Del Rey? Is it Lolita it's, by Lana? It's not by Lana Del Rey. Oh, hey, no. Lolita, I know what the boy. It's are. the source text for that. The source text for that. Not you familiar. don't know. Not familiar with that. No. Yeah, that's okay. But you, I'm going to give you a point because you I'll were pass right. On that one. No, no, you, I'm going to give you a point because you did get the title yes. Lolita correct. Oh, that was from. It was and in it's the from a book well. called Lolita. Okay, cool. That was by a Russian man. Yeah, not worth bothering with. Uh, quote two, <clears throat> America, it seems, is no longer that beautiful girl who'd birthed him, but instead the ghost of a girl he'd never met. Taylor Two Cities. It's not a Taylor Two no, Cities. No, that one isn't. No. That one isn't. No, it's, um, that is from Bob Honey, who just do stuff. Bob, oh, okay. That must be a quote, like Bob a reference. Ru- Bob ruminating on on America, that it is no longer the beautiful girl who birthed him, but instead it is the ghost his of a girl mom. he'd never met. Yeah, he, that beautiful girl, his mum. Does he always call his mum the beautiful girl? He hasn't girl? mentioned her up until here. So 100% of the references to mum are as a About her being birther. a beautiful birthing Interesting. girl. That says a lot about Bob, and it says a lot, dare I say, about about society. <laughs> That's just my, my Wow, yeah. That's just you're so, I up on. You're so good at taking the sort of the small and then and just oof, making it, yeah. Synecdoching. Wow. In reverse. Synecdochizing. Yes. <laughs> uh, quote number three. Go on. Uh, I give you this watch and I give you the mausoleum of all hope and desire. I give it to you, not that you may remember time, but that you might forget it now and then for a moment and not spend all your breath trying to conquer it. Because no battle is ever won, he said. They are not even fought. The field only reveals to man his own folly and despair. Wow. And victory is an illusion of philosophers and fools. That's either the third or the fourth of the Narnias. I'm thinking Voyage of the Dawn Treader. It's, it's, it's not. It's oh, not it the no, third. No, it's not. The fifth. Was, I, I'm afraid you've got Silver the whole... chair? It's, you've got the whole the series net. wrong. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I know more no, about them, those books than I thought. Than you, thought. <laughs> you were really committed the, to the, the bit. The horse and his boy. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, that was from The Sound and the Fury. That was Faulkner, not uh, CS There were fewer magical sort of mice in this one. Reaper cheap. Um, they wanted to drink the sea. That's, <laughs> thing, That's a big dream. You've yeah. got to dream big, they say. He, and he does in the end. Drink the whole sea? He drinks it right up to heaven. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, no. Spoiler for the voyage of the Dawn and the Trotter. And the sea itself? It, t- it goes with him? Yes, yeah, it goes <laughs> up. It's like an upward water up. And that boat is just on the floor. Just hanging for out. It? Oh, yeah. wow. Really I should read that. Sounds great. It's very weird. Uh, quote number four. Yeah. Um, I'm. You've you got one out of three so far. Okay, but I came quite close in the others. Yeah. Yeah. Question four. I'm interested sometimes in eyes. Uh, mostly eyes. women's eyes. Oh, I know this one. That's a bit like spies, I think. What eyes are a bit like spies, or or being being interested in eyes. being interested in eyes, this mostly is, women's eyes. That's I, a bit like spies, I think. I can't remember the name of it, but you know, you know, when Twin Peaks was first on air, they did the book. It's not this. I'm just using this as an analogy. Okay. They released a book between the series, which was like Laura Palmer's diary. So it's like a first person account of that one. It's that, but for the guy from Jeepers Creepers. It's his like ramblings on eyes and stuff, and why he's so into them, oh. and why he wants to make a big like necklace of of the eyes. Is it called the Jeep, the Jeepy Creepy Diary, something like that? I, I think I, it was available in to, like W. H. Smith's. I hate to like. Um, I, I it hate, came with a pack of Skittles. I don't want to crush your enthusiasm. They tried to upsell you an Evian, but. It, it that one is also Bob Honey who just do stuff. Oh, I know. Hell. I guess I should have. I know. It's Spurly chatting about how he. He's. I didn't know he was into during. eyes. No, and and neither did the reader until he just put it out there. What I'm seeing is that Sean is he's referencing everywhere. Scatter he's got. Shot. I know. He's, he's read Jeepers Creepers. He's, he's read. He's a literary chameleon. He, he really can is, take yeah. the form of anyone he wants. He can imitate the great writers of our time. His commander praises. It is second to none. Uh, quote number five. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good yes, fortune must be in want of a wife. Yeah, that's an easy one for me. That's uh, it's that old woman. Yeah, she's go on. writing about. There's a problem in. I want to say England. Yeah, and the problem yeah. is the problem is feminism's not going anywhere. You're yeah. so close. Yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. she's gonna live with a guy, and he's rich. She's not so rich. Yeah, and they want to talk. What it's Emma? Sort of... No, oh, you're so close. Do you want Sense and sensibility. No, no, no. He's not... <laughs> Oh, God, you can get... I'm out. They're the only two I read. Wow. You knew more of the Narnia books than you did Austin. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, so much for you being a feminist. Damn. That one, you were so close. It was Pride and Prejudice. Pride and... Prejudice. Okay, well, I wouldn't read a book about prejudice. Or Pride. No, no, I suppose... Because I have neither. No. But you would read about sense, because you've got... And sensibility. Tons of this stuff. That's I don't know what that one means as much. Let's give. Let's give. Okay. Let's I'll move quickly onwards. I have a point. You can have a half. You can have a half point for that. Two um, halves. Who are they by? It's by uh, Jane, English Jane. Well, yeah. Well, you can have a half point. Okay. One, so you got one and a half out of five. Um, question six. These are hard. Though it's like university challenge. It, it is like actually really. You can imagine Paxman. This is like starter for ten sort oh, of thing. I can imagine him in a big robe asking me all these. She smiles. Lights a cigarette and takes a deep drag, then speaks through egressing smoke. Egressing. Narcissism's nasty little secret, she teases. Oh, poor man. 
You don't know, do you? You think yourself a killer, but there's no one left to kill. Identity is life. The world has replaced its identity with electronics. You, old man, if you don't mind me calling you that, are from a generation of self-love. Our only self is, well, uh huh, selfies. Selfies. Oh, okay. That's quite political. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's sort of like a a kind of generational. I don't see politics. Vibe. It's like he's having a go at the whole, like the way. I we don't are know today. what you're talking about. I don't recognise that one a great deal. It reminds me of something I read in one of the Mister Men books. Um, I think it was Mister Identity Crisis. Mister Idpol. <laughs> I think was his name. <laughs> I can't quite remember though. No, you'll have to you have to illuminate me. You're gonna kick yourself. It's not Pride and Prejudice again, is it? No, it's It's not another Nabokov. Oh it's, it's Bob, Bob Honey who <laughs> just do stuff. He just keeps doing all these quotes. Oh. The thing is, there's no consistency in in any of how things like the tone, how horrible and weird they are. No, it's, nothing like some that. Some of them very horrible and very weird. But for example, that one, very good and normal. Very good and, and normal. may I say astute. Yeah, and concise. That's like something you'd read in like a, I don't know, like a Hadley Freeman column. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's a hell of an It's insert. not quite Marina Hyde. Not No, no, no. Well, who is? <laughs> the alphabet? That bit, that's just her. That's we, we borrow it. <laughs> Whenever I am writing on the board, I just do a quick woohoo. Look Just up Father, dad. Son, and the Holy Hide, <laughs> and it's over to her. Now, this one's because you you are a bit political. I uh, yeah, you do, sometimes you do skew political. I uh, yeah, um, you, you've caught me. And so guilty as this charged. One, this one's going to be. This is a big one for you. I okay, think. Th- th- come on, this has got to be. Oh, we were only talking about this just last week. I think on okay. the pod maybe. So, um, quote number seven. Yep. It was a bright, cold day in April. <laughs> Oh, yes. And the clocks Keep going. were striking Fucking 13. Yes, they were. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, the, it's the book, right? Yeah. It's, it's by George. It is. It's by Orwell. It is. They're, two, they're the same guy. <laughs> it's him. one, nine, eight, four. Yeah. High five. Boy! Yes. Now that, that's a quote, right? Now that is a quote. It's funny. I, I recognise now where you put that one last and you were tricking me. It's not, it's not last. Those. Oh, okay. it's not last. But I can see just, why you've saved oh. it until this beat because, like, those other obscure ones, Pride and yeah. whatever, yeah, the little Something one like at the that. beginning, yeah, I can't remember. They pale in comparison, don't they? To the, it's not even just the prose name, here; it's just, the ideas. Just, I mean, here's a, like a miniature quiz within the quiz. Yeah, go on. Just name one thing that's ever happened that isn't covered by. That book. Yeah, well, I'll let you know when I think of one. Okay. <laughs> Come I might back have to, to subscribe you to my yeah. mailing list for that because oh. it's going to be a while. Oh, that's good. Two, two, two and a half out of seven, you're on. Two and a half out of seven. That's a double point to that one. That'll be about five points. Quite, uh, quote number eight. <clears throat> His incisors make surgical entry, that's a initiating a delicately inconspicuous cut through the, the toasted, smoke. buttery carapace. His tongue laps the melted cheese as his jaws pressure squeezes it into his mouth. All systems watering. Delectable. Ugh. Friggin' magic. Frickin' diner grilled cheese magic. Wow. I've I've cottoned on. Go on. It's Bob Honey. It's Bob! Yes. That's a description something. of Bob eating a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Well, the reason I knew it was because 
Yeah, of course it was. That's just a normal way to eat a sandwich. And that is, and and dare I say, have. it's a normal way to write yeah, the eating yeah, yeah. of a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Sean, Sean's capturing just, the real life. It's big, yeah. In a way that only a Hollywood celebrity can, because who knows it better than they? Wow, you've really hit on the head there. Thank you. That's cool. Uh, question nine, quote number nine, the penultimate one in that quiz. Mm-hmm. There is an idea of a Patrick Bateman, some kind of abstraction, but there is no real me, only an entity, something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable. I simply am not there. Mm. Now tell me the name. It was Patrick. I'm not going to say it again because that's too much of a clue. Okay. Well, I, you know me, I didn't remember names much. No. Uh, It took me a year till I knew yours. I think I've, I've come across this one, maybe not in the book form. I think I saw it as a musical piece. Yep. Um, Quite possibly. And so I'm going to throw out two and I guess I'll get a point either way. It's either, because I saw these in the same year, it's either the novelization of Groundhog Day, which to be honest, I didn't know existed. Or it could be a novelization of American Psycho. It it was American Psycho. Oh. I, I see where you get the Groundhog Day because he too is a, a bit of a psycho. <laughs> Wait, and he's American. Oh yeah, he so is. He's he is the OG the American, American psycho. psycho. Yeah, and I think that um, Brett was Brett? thinking of the the author. It's Tim Minchin, Groundhog Day. I think. Sorry, no, I was thinking of American Psycho. Oh okay, I don't he, know where that one. He, um, I'm pretty sure that Groundhog Day was like a source text. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Final one, um, quote number 10. So you got that one right. So you're on three and a half yeah, out of nine six. now. So uh, chance to get nearly... Uh, in fact, if you get, if this, get one, this one, I win. I'll give you a point and a half and you get half marks. So that, that's... Um, it was know. half mark pass, wasn't it? It's like first sure. year. Sure. Perfect. <clears throat> Anna Surma begins to giggle. The Anna giggle... What? Anna? Sorry, just let me finish. Okay, sorry. I just was deaf. The giggle becomes a laugh. Soon, she guffaws herself from stool to floor. She begins to writhe, cackle and cough out her laughter uncontrollably. Her eyes are watering. She nearly poos. Bob spies what might be a dime-sized and expanding moisture blossom from her rear end centre, signifying perhaps some minimal arse piss. No! Pal! You can't come on my pod with that kind of fucking... Purple prose drivel. I'm deleting that. That's not going out on the air. We can't let people we've actually, hear that. We've actually already said that once on the air. I, I blocked it entirely out of, out of sight and out of mind. I've already sort of erased it. What, arse piss? No need. No need. Well, I don't think we need to maintain the pretense of which sick mind which absolute word perv came up with that from his palace of word perv that's horrible nonsense now where does that come in the book i'm i'm i'll tell you um i'll tell you not immediately but i will we'll get to the context can't believe you're burying the the lead in this way um okay so you're guessing that that was bob i'm gonna go on a limb (laughs) You're, you're going to get your point and a half. creep is Sean Penn. Yeah. Now, just anything that you, you'd like to say no. reflecting on any of those? Uh, oh, well, they were, there was a real diversity in gender within those quotes. Mm-hmm. Some of the greats of literature. Some of my favourite novels ever written. Um, not many of them, to be no, fair. No. But, yeah, 
I think that the Bob Honey, what it's, what it's shown to me, and I think this is what you were going for, it's quite cool. a clever exercise. I know you used to be an English teacher, so maybe you've yeah, just yeah. snuck this in. And they say, <laughs> don't they, in future armor, You can like, do that. If, you, if you've done the best job possible, sometimes people won't even know you've done anything at all. I think that's the exact phrase yeah, of the quote. Yeah, yeah. It's quite that cumbersome. And so maybe what you did there was highlight through juxtaposition the way in which the Bob Honey quotes, even if I didn't pick up on it first of all, that they were just alternating. They are all quite singular. And there is, there is, if nothing else, a very specifically nasty, weird voice. Yeah. Well, that is, them. that is it. Like, and that is why I, I've decided to mostly, apart from sort of like a few here and there, keep the quotes contained to that quiz. Mm-hmm. Because what I noticed listening back to the last one and then just reading this bit is that it doesn't matter what brand of horrible or bad that particular quote is Mm -hmm. they all do share that singularly horrible and identifiable voice that is uh, well it it is well actually we'll come on to whose that is okay yeah Mm, yeah we've got some interesting we've got some Some interesting stuff to go through um so yeah the first chapter of this part spurly comes over they're having a chat Bob is like, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. And Spurley's yeah, like, well, that's a shame. And, and he leaves. Uh, Bob, Bob looks at the news for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there happens to have been some police officers murdered. Um, just after some police officer had murdered some black people. Okay. And then there's, there's this particular quote. The news is reporting the shootings of five police officers in Dallas. No deliberation in the deification of police officers offered here, when just the day before it was police officers who shot two civilian black men to death. Judge, jury and journalists had reflexively pre-convicted them of racial rancor by Ruger in a country rife with rule of law. It occurs to Bob that the media had effectively encouraged the killing of the cops, with that previous day's reporting meant to buoy its own fraudulent negrocentrism and grandiose liberal enlightenment. I forgot quite how exhausting it is to listen to. <laughs> uh, to listen yeah, to, and you yeah. made me read this. Yeah, the alliteration alone sort of takes years off your life, I feel. Mm. Um, of course, it didn't mean anything as well, and that's, to me, the greatest That is important, and it is cool it, that you picked up on it's that. It's a shame when people think they're saying so much and are saying so little. What? It's, it's really fine if you're writing a book to just be like, I'm just writing a book about this thing. I don't need to... I don't need to have an angle on everything, I don't no. think. You can just tell a story. You can just describe some characters. Well, it, it's amazing to say so many words to convey so little mm. a message and meaning and yet still manage to have it be so broadly offensive. Yeah. Um, it's it's almost impressive. It's almost impressive. It's uh, certainly it's, it's, it's bad. It's very bad. But you, you see, the, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, because you say that it doesn't mean anything, and, I, and I've said that too. But then there's a bit here that says Bob's irrational passion for dispassionate rationality is for him irreconcilable. That's really cool. And so it sounds like he thinks he means. Show. Yeah, and that's the there's a lot of that. One. There yeah. is a lot of that, yeah. It's when you get bored of the first one and you want to just hammer home my pro tag, super smart. What is, what does that sound like? Bob's irrational passion for dispassionate rationality. Sounds like it sounds like a, <laughs> oh, to be honest. It sounds like a, um, a, like a Princess Carolyn thing, yeah, doesn't it? but not very. Or Bob Lobble great. or Lob's Law Bomb yeah. sort of vibe, but just very boring. Um, yeah, so he, he just sort of is like, oh, yeah, bye, Spurly. And then he watches the news for a bit. And then and then that's that. Mm-hmm. Station 11. This is where it picks up, is it? 
<laughs> Does it pick up? One of the big Do you want to stations. read the name of this station? Mine Drumpf. Oh! That is you told me about this Sean. in advance. Mine Drumpf. I was taken away. I was, I was blown away by it. Now, the, the sheer, just the, the kind of wit on this guy to come up with something like that. Yeah. It to, well, to come up with something like what? Well, what it is, is Donald Trump, they found out on John Oliver uh-huh. that his real surname used to be Drumpf. And so if you say Trump, then he can't, he cannot be the president no more. But that's interesting. And he cannot do anything. So if what's going on at the moment is Nancy Pelosi's arranging a kind of, do you know about a thunderclap? Do you know what that is on no, social no, media? Is that like the, what the Icelandic people did at the World Cup? It's like that, but metaphorical. Like, a digital. Oh, okay. Everyone so there's no sign, actual noise. You sign up. Well, a digital noise. Oh, okay. You sign in with your Twitter account. Like a beeping. Someone can set up these thunderclaps. Yeah. Oh, I think I did one once. And uh, at a certain time, everyone is going to tweet Trump and that'll be, then he can't have a Supreme Court nomination. Oh, that's good. That because is good, because be, otherwise, be, oh, otherwise they'd like, that could be quite dangerous. Yeah, if he just Pelosi's on it. Pelosi's okay, on it. that's good, that's good, that's good. Um, I don't know if any of the Go sort on. of Trump stuff has any relevance to this particular book. I'm sure it will, because that's an explicit I don't reference. think so. Sorry, I the don't. second bit was Nazis as well. I didn't throw that. Yeah, in. no, I don't I don't think it's explicit. I think you possibly, like, correlation doesn't mean causation. True. So uh, I don't... We'll see if there are any more references. Yeah. But I... It might be quite subtle if it's... I don't want you to have pre-decided... That this bit is about... Prejudiced, yeah. if, I, if, if I may, yourself against the book by assuming that that is what it's on about. Because okay, no, no, yeah. no, I remain open-minded. There's a quote here. Uh, Together they make a mockery of mockery mimicking mystery. And this Bob surmises is the only reasonable explanation for the bloated blonde high priest and pavanine of branding. The masturbatory populist who's become a media sensation and then some during his candidacy for king, making despots sing and helping the retro party, so inviting of the stupid, to conscript the even stupider. So inviting the stupid, that's yeah. fucking, he's got them. He's got them. Um, <laughs> That'll win. Damn, damn them to their dopey demagoguery and its devilishness, Bob thinks. Mm. Bob so thinks some really, really annoyingly phrased Yeah, he, his mind <laughs> he is... He thinks like a real His mind loser. is like a sort of Willy Wonka bar mm. <laughs> all the time. Um, nothing really happens uh, in that. In that no, passage, this is probably one of those like bottle passages, bottle chapters. Basically, what happens is that he he's like, oh, I'm gonna have. He decides it's not enough to just do stuff. Um, whoa! And he literally but says I thought, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's yeah, the title yeah. is he just do stuff. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? And you'd think they'd carry that through because they have mentioned it three or four times. But you'll see here on page ninety eight, it was no longer enough. New line to just new line do new line stuff so he decides to throw a a party for people on the street but then it turns out it turns out that everyone is at the other lady's funeral who died in Uh, the helicopter crash i don't really see how that is sort of like what point that makes is that to say that he should not have made the decision no sorry i didn't mean to say that it i didn't sorry i didn't mean to imply that there was a reason for it okay did i sometimes in books when events follow on from each other there's like a a thematic expression or like a, a right. logic, a story logic. No, no. Um, and Not in this and I'm afraid that that continues here because he tells a story about going down to Katrina oh, yeah. to scare quotes, help out. Yeah. Um, but actually he just sees it as an opportunity to murder some more old people. Okay. But then there weren't any old people. Right. But then he abandons the search party he was with and takes the boat and then he just doesn't 
that's that really. Oh, cool. Okay. There was one bit in this that I I did enjoy. Um, Sorry, to or, hear or that. two, two, two bits. I'm afraid, even worse. Um, one hand on a moonbeam, um, which has the potential even to be a, a moderately okay piece of imagery, mm-hmm. um, if it weren't for the fact that he had then footnoted that to say maglite slash flashlight. Oh no! Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? It's, it's so, so incredible that I like that. I there was a bit I wrote later where there were like eight footnotes on the same page and they were all I- explaining acronyms. Right. And I was just like, don't just don't use, use acronyms yeah, if you have to then explain it. Like Maybe he's trying to say that if you're around Bob, his mind is so fast yeah. and pure and sharp that it's like you're always it's having to so efficient up. it just thinks in letters. Yeah. Borrows them from Marina. Really cool. Um, the other bit was that he said, one hand on a moonbeam, the other on his surreptitiously, surreptitiously holstered mallet. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were part of a kind of aid team in a, in a crisis and someone was surreptitiously a holstering a mallet, <laughs> I would I would probably have some questions. Yeah. It says here that he was sort of like going back uh, on this little boat, uh, remembering he's just abandoned the rest of them in the sort of floodwaters. That's cool. Um, it gave an almost surreal quality to his journey or a flashback to Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Oh, yeah. In what way? Just because it's a boat. No, that's that. Afraid makes sense, yeah. So that's that that's does that. float as well. Those are the only two things that float. Yeah. Um. His mo- uh Then he does this weird thing where he uh, he goes back to the hotel and then he starts dancing by himself, nude by oh, himself course, in front of the mirror. Of course, nude to this song. Um, and then he he's dancing. dancing he's dancing out of time, and then uh, his movements are first slow and behind the beat. But as the music and its pulse rose, Bob began to follow, finally finding the spastic gesticulations that would purge his pond of pirates. I don't know what that could mean, and I don't care to find out. No. There were three points in this Uh where I wrote. I wrote into this copy of the book, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have another interlude. Much like how we had the preface, was it at the start, I or was it a prelude? Recall. I do not remember. We had a pre- was it prelude? I expunged all memory of it. Yeah, prelude where it was transcripts from the sheriff's daughter. Oh daughter. yes, I do. Yeah, so it's another one of those. Oh. Um, it's Helen what a Mayo. Random place for it. It's Helen Mayo Junior. Yeah, who's that? So she's the daughter of the neighbour who died. Oh, okay. And she's in one of those. What's it called? It's like a scissor lift, I think it is. One of those, oh, yeah, like, a like cherry picker. Yeah, thing. like a cherry picker. She's in one of those, right. really, really high, where her mum's house was, and she's looking into Bob Honey's garden, okay. and she's ringing the police from there. That's weird. Um, and and here's a quote. So she she explains who she is to the to the sheriff, mm-hmm. and then she says, <clears throat> "Yes, I told you that. That's correct. I'm Helen Mayo Junior. But listen, please, the lift is a bit wobbly." He's out there in that yard of his pruning a, I don't know, a tree in all this wind with his belly out and sweating in his skivvies. I think he's somehow sending signals. I know he's a white man, but sometimes he just looks very Chinese to me. Those awful eyes of his swell with bad deeds. And I don't believe this is just bonsai gardening, if you know what I mean. Oh, no. What could that mean? What? Why would you... why would you introduce this? Has she been in it at all before? Never before, and indeed, and I can't come never again. She comes out She's here for this interlude just to just say to some, some anti-Asian racism. Yeah. And and then she dies. Oh, <laughs> from what? 
over the phone, she falls out of the, the lift uh, that's and, clever. and that's dies. That's Chekhov's lift. Yeah. Um, the, the sheriff, to, to his credit, says, ma'am, bonsai gardeners are Japanese, not Chinese. Nice. Um, but then he doesn't actually say, what you've done there is say a lot of slurs. No, no. Well, he, says, I, he says, I think you should get down. And then she says, she oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. Then he says, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. There's unintelligible screaming. And then the note, complainant had fallen and phone went dead. So did she. She went dead. That's what they write in real reports. That's so true. Station 13 is called Opiates and Incest. Okay. Heady combination. Okay. This chapter is about 30 odd pages long. It's the only one that's more than like 10 pages. So he was into this one. It is. Is he jacking it? And I cannot stress this enough. Mm -hmm. Abject nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I think, I think something went wrong here in Sean's mind more, <laughs> Just here. more critically than ever before. Uh-huh. This is like his attempt at tying up the plot, right? And Which instead, to, to be fair, would be a challenge for anyone. Well, yeah, indeed, for any if you were for any author, this plot to fix, you'd be like, <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. so many threads never before have been woven yeah. um, into a single string. It. The, the the idea generally seems to be that he's going to confront Lewd Star, oh, okay, who was sure. the guy who we mentioned earlier who ran the grass skirted. Yeah, I didn't realise there was an, a plot thread sort of left. Down. No, well, there wasn't. There wasn't. Okay. He's just kind of like decides that he's got to go do this. He does just do stuff. He's worried about um, Annie, who is that girl he was yeah, in love with, the child. Yeah, who's who sent him a picture. Of a slashed wrist, possibly her own. Okay. And he's like, right, I've got to go to, um, to I've in- got to go to Miami. Right. To, to sort this out. Which is where she lives. No. Right. It's okay. where he thinks, for some reason, he, he has to go. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, now, how do you, how do you plan a book of this little coherence? Well, you don't. You, you don't plan a book of this little coherence. It sounds coherence. like an You just write it challenge. as it goes on. I feel like it's it's harder to make it make this little sense. So he goes... Oh, well, he's watching the TV, first of all. That's unlike him. Um, and then there's this, there's this bit. He's not commenting on society. He again, clicks on the television where the blonde buffoon aligns himself with mm. law and order like a cartoon. He fucking is. It gets Bob thinking, could this high priest of branding himself be conspiring against the beheading of the unbranded? Could this translate to the preservation of that one-armed banditry that served the candidate's casino's clasp of cash? Was he, or Ludstar, playing both sides of being played? Has Spurley been a phalanx proxy of dual four-barreled reconnaissance? As he waded into his wisdom's windage, it was all beginning to make mechanised sense to Bob. The candidate's own knight of the long knives might be on a putch, or rather approach, as he himself famously had residences and golf courses in the greater Miami area. All roads lead to Lewd Star. What the fuck? So the, I really pay so attention there. I, I, engaged, I know, I know, I, I could see. the skill that I've been flexing with, like, reading academic things for the first time in yeah. years, of being like, oh, no, you actually have to do focus while you, while you read this. Yeah. So I engaged that muscle, and I was passing it, and I understand, I feel, what all of it meant. I'm and going at the same to time, explain the bigger it. picture couldn't I'm, be more elusive. Okay, I'm going to explain it. Basically, he is watching someone uh-huh. on the television. Who's it's Trump, isn't it? Well, okay. again, like, I don't... That's a bit on the nose. You keep 
I saying that, but uh, anyway, that might be my prejudice. <clears throat> yeah. So he's watching someone on the on the television, and he's like, "Oh, hmm, maybe they're involved in all of this stuff that I'm involved in." Why would you think that? Well, this is it. He's like, maybe the reason I haven't been able to kill as many old people is maybe he is stopping that from happening mm-hmm. because. He owns a load of casinos, this person who's on the television. And, he wants them and to, the old people spend there. a lot of money there. Okay. So maybe it could Very be tenuous. that that's what's happening. So maybe he and this Ludestar guy are in cahoots. So he's going to go and see Ludestar. That's, he's, that's what he's going to do. He's decided. Yeah. I'm afraid it, make, it makes no more sense. I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. Um, then uh, he's driving through the country, driving yeah. across country, and he come, He says this bit about, oh, it's not the country he knew. And he said, only the trains remain in tribute to that spirit refuge now vanquished by modern modernity's craven trumpery. Oh, not modern modernity. Yeah, modern the modernity's kind of all. craven trumpery. And then there's a footnote there. Trumpery, trumpery. derives from the Middle English trumpery and ultimately from the Middle French trompe, meaning to yes. deceive. Mm. Trumpery first appeared in English in the mid-15th century with the meanings deceit or fraud or worthless nonsense. Interesting. I wonder why he bothered to explain that. Couldn't no couldn't reason. possibly comment. Um, so he he's like driving through the country. He stops in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, he's having something to eat. <clears throat> yes, you do. That's, that's fine. Now, there's a weird bit where he's biting into a cheese, a grilled cheese sandwich. I remember sandwich. this yeah, bit from Yeah, the you might remember that, section, yeah. yeah. So he's biting into a grilled cheese sandwich, and then this guy this. comes and sits next to him, this old man, yeah. septuagenarian. That's one of Bob's targets, no doubt. Yeah, um, and he starts talking to him. And the man says to him, at least you don't strike me as one of them hipster herbivores. Ugh. Who are you, Bob asks the man. I'm Pappy Pariah of Kerstetter, Kentucky, son, pastor to the Argo-applied Appalachian Archdiocese. I'm the one telling your story and intended to continue right after my coffee. Okay. My story, Bob asks. Don't worry about that, replies the man. That undernourished nymphomaniac over there just poured my hot coffee. Don't tell her I said that. Let me tell you something. It takes very little time to drink a cup of wine or to destroy a village. One day soon, it will take a week to conquer the world and a couple of days to establish a motive. It currently takes about one hour to underestimate the compassion of a stranger, their face reflected on a burnish of black coffee in a quaint cafe. And no man learns to cycle rounds on a paper route, especially when he has egg on his face. Uh, is this a short pen insert? It's a little... Well, we'll, we'll come to that okay. in just a second. Okay. <clears throat> um, they have a little bit more of a chat. Uh, and then... Uh, the guy is like, "Yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head off. Don't you worry about that." Mm-hmm. And then he Wanna says, be in the film, "I am Sam." Yeah, <laughs> he says, "Yeah, whatever gives you comfort." Comfort. A bit stimmied, Bob asks, "How did you know my name?" I wrote you a letter. <laughs> if that would give you comfort, I'm willing. But for now, your home's a tome, mm-hmm. and he heads off. Now, I was a bit confused by this. It's quite subtle. Some of that bit where he said, I wrote you. Yeah. Because that could have up to two meanings. So I, I, when I finished reading, I headed over, as I realised I hadn't done yet, to the Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff uh, Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. Uh, And there's a a section here called Characters. Mm -hmm. And the first character who has the longest section is Pappy Pariah. No. 
<clears throat> Born in the fictional town, Somerton Feathers, Iowa, in 1960, Pappy Pariah is the author of the audiobook version of Bob Honey, Who Just Do Stuff. Yeah. Pappy is both the narrator of the book and the pseudonym for Sean Penn, who uh, claimed to have met Pappy in Florida. Okay. Pappy claims to have written articles for mainstream American news outlets under a pseudonym himself, but this is his first novel. When he was 13, he suffered from severe appendicitis and says his med- this medical event was the source of his inspiration to become a writer. Oh, yeah. Now, basically, is what I found it's is like that... like he's doing an ARG in his own mind. What I found is, is that it's exact, kind of exactly that. Basically, he pretended that he'd met this person. So Penn... In real life... Initially, initially... Penn denied being the author of the book, well, insisting instead that it was that it was written by an author he had met in a bar in Key West, Florida, who was this Pappy, Pappy Pariah. Pariah. And then it turned out that oh no, <laughs> everyone's oh, seen through my really? ruse. It was me that wrote it. Was it was just a prank, bro. <laughs> I wrote the bad. Book. Like what That's a lot of nonsense! Madness. It's so. Why bother if you're if you know your book is so shit? You have to invent a thinly veiled <laughs> who you popped in for two pages. Character. Like who you just? It's yeah. just so weird that How he strange. that he th- thought to do that. Why would you it's do co- that? It's super in character with the person. The kind of diagnosed yeah, person of who must have written the actual book, though. It's the actions yeah. of someone who thinks they're much cleverer than everyone else. So to speed up so we can get to the the very interesting stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, basically, so he goes to, uh, he dr- drives, he stops over in New Orleans one night. His drink gets spiked. He hallucinates a bunch of nonsense. Uh-huh. Um, he wakes up two days later. Then he's on his way down to Miami. He makes it to Miami. Then... Uh, a car bomb goes off. Just incidentally. Just incidentally. Good. Love it when then he, things Then he goes into a... Um, he goes into like a little restaurant and this woman called Anna Sierma mm-hmm. comes and sits down next to him. She seems to be a sort of Russian agent of some sort. Yeah. She maybe he shits herself there. on the floor. There's some, some mention yep. of arse piss. And then she she's like... And then she's like, oh, Ludstar's here. He's in this hotel, and Good. so is Annie. And he's like, "Oh, how do you know that?" And she goes, uh, "Everyone tells me stuff." Oh, and then she and walks, she got a sequel called yeah. Anna, who just <laughs> anyone, stuff. Anna who just knows <laughs> stuff. So he's like, "Cool, I'll I'll go to this hotel." So he goes to this hotel. He just kills the specifically black receptionist because he sees that he's got a, the hem of a grass skirt. Just right. there, so he's he's one of the to... Ghanaian. Oh, he's okay. one of Ludstar's lads. I thought he was pro Ludstar. Well, now he's not because apparently it seems Ludstar is involved With in Donald in sex Trump's trafficking, casino sex trafficking, maybe murdering M- the elderly nonsense. Plot. Yeah. Oh, so then no. you wouldn't believe it. That song Gabriel's Oboe is playing oh, the Morricone oh. song okay. that he used to hallucinate previously. Yeah. Um, and so he's like killing everyone. Uh, to the tune of that Very, and then he goes into like he goes into a room and it turns out it's Ludstar's room and he is on the toilet <laughs> oh, and uh, Bob Honey kicks in the door and Ludstar I don't know if you remember he he was like a tribesman yeah. he wore a grass skirt okay. it was a very nuanced character yeah. while well, he shoots a poison blow dart at Bob wow. it hits him in the nose but Bob Bob what he did was he just took it out before the poison could oh, get you can, you in. Can so he did that. that, and then he hammered him to death. Wow. And then he climbed onto the roof, 
And then he looked in from the roof because there was like a sort of skylight and there was a an ugly, fat, freckle-backed blonde man uh-huh. who was fucking a girl who didn't seem uh, to be into on. it. And blonde, he thought, did you say? Yeah, yeah, blonde. And he was like, oh, hang on a minute. Like, that looks like Annie. Like so he cheater. smashes the glass of the skylight and he comes down and he smashes the guy over the head. Yeah. And it turns out it's not Annie. Oh. But he's like, oh, okay, anyway. And then let me just double check to make sure that I got this right. Go on. Yes, he gets shot in the back of the head. Oh, to death. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no not, to death. not to death. No, it's very Bounces much. It's dart. very much in the Thirteen Reasons Why school uh, of getting shot in the head because it does say very explicitly that it that the bullet lodges in the cerebral cortex, yeah. which I'm That's no neurologist, but it's not a place I'd want to put yeah. it. Um, but it is described as, uh, here we are, uh, in less of an oddity of adjudication than a predictability of political obfuscation and skullduggery. Bob was never charged with a crime. His neurocranial injury, while relatively superficial, uh, left a That's mark on his mind. Shot in the brain for you. Yeah. Relatively <laughs> superficial brain shooting. There's a really weird chapter that follows whereby he's kind of like recovering in hospital and there's potentially bits of, of an election mm-hmm. going on, but I'm, it's I'm hard to, hard to pass really. Uh, and then we come into the final chapter and epilogue. I'm just really struggling to see how. If I'd invested Sorry. a lot of effort into this, I'd be satisfied. Sorry, and I would just like to say that gone. in terms of like plot, like that is it. Like there's there no is more no, plot coming. there's no, there isn't really any more plot coming. Like, Basically, what happened to anything? in a in a cruel twist of irony, Bob yeah. now has to go and live in a retirement oh. home, and it's the, the there's been an election, and the new president yeah. is uh, a billionaire. And he owns like hotels and casinos and stuff. Okay. And, um, and That's his cool. name is on this retirement home. It's like owned um, by, so he owns this, this building that Bob has to go. That's funny. Bob has to go and live in. That's astute as well. So he goes in and he, he's there. It turns out the receptionist is Annie. And they kind of pretend not to recognise each other for a that's, bit. That's a coincidence again. And then, and then they do. And then she like walks away. Then, uh, Spurly. He's out. Well. He's outside. Of course. Don't worry. He's just sort of sat outside. Bobby's Bob is pretty sure he's there to kill him. Um, sure. Doesn't really have any evidence for that, but he's just sat outside. Does he bl- bludgeon him to death or <clears throat> bother? And then, and then. Okay. Are we di- Is this a reading? Do I have to? We're going to do a reading. <sighs> and and feel free here to interrupt. Okay. I might just leave. And when I say interrupt, like I don't mean with uh, commentary because I don't. I don't well, want I, to presume you don't. What it. could you possibly no. have to say? But I mean, kind of more with like shouts and cheers mm. um, when they feel necessary. I'll play some inspirational music. Um, Bob considers this briefly, then approaches one of his two suitcases, zips it open. From it, he lifts a small Remington typewriter, carries it to the provided desk. In the drawer of the desk, he finds retirement home letterhead stationery. He rolls it into the typewriter and begins. Okay. Ah, oh, so now we're going into another type of text, the Bob text. And they've used a different font. That's cool, yeah. It did, may I confirm for the listeners, it looked like it could come from a typewriter. Yeah, that's clever as and well. that's pretty cool. Mr. Landlord, comma. Okay. So I see you've sent a lackey to finish me off. Perhaps you've underestimated me. Perhaps you've underestimated us all. Our will to face attrition, to die, to kill, 
to be persecuted, to be shamed and humiliated. Our will to be mocked by your army of sycophantic, provocatorial propagandists is eternal, hungry and inviting. Many wonderful American people in pain and rage elected you. Many Russians did too. (laughs) Your position... Your position is an asterisk accepted as literally as your alternative facts. Though the office will remain real, you never were nor will be. Yes. A million women so dwarfed your penisidency on the streets of Washington <laughs> and around the world on the day of your piddly inauguration. Unprecedented. We, not you, own the most powerful weapons on earth. Our dreams, Mm. the science of physics, seismology, geology, topography, and typhoons. Yeah, we own them. (laughs) Common sense and a child's experimental taste of dirt. That's a bit about you, I think. Yeah, sucking up the dirt. So common to the grown-up boys, girls, colours, creeds, and football players you divide. At the bottom of any fissure, a reconnection. We've seen rock walls of time, space, and the pace of water. They are not your buildings of bargain. Your gas canade... Mm-hmm. Is that a word? That okay, cool. Your gasconade and cachet of catchphrases, so limiting and reflexive, escalate the emasculation of you by a world whose patience is in nuclear peril. These sciences and sensibilities are our guns your narcissism neglects. Weapons your NRA masters are incapable of proffering for profit, and outside your dutiful military's might, mandate, or mission, So, to your attempt to posthumously assassinate our founding fathers and bait and switch your core, I say I will eat where the fish are glowing. You are not simply a president in need of impeachment. You are a man in need of an intervention. We are not simply a people in need of an intervention. We are a nation in need of an assassin. I am God squared away man. I am Bob Honey. That's who I am, sir. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> Tweet me, bitch. I dare you. <laughs> oh, God. Is that the end? That's the end of the letter. Okay. Now, Trump I just... Is definitely going to win. Well, now, hang on a second. Before you say that, I'd like to read just a little footnote here that I found <clears throat> on the Bob Honey, who just do stuff, Wikipedia page. Okay. There's a bit at the bottom here where it says, uh, critics were keen to pick up on Mr. Landlord. A character that they that they believed could be a thinly veiled dig at Trump. It's not so thinly. He is described as a violently immature seventy year old uh, a man boy with money and French vanilla cotton candy hair. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things here is that um, he has said, and and I don't know if you want to like take this to heart uh-huh. or not. Um, he's not going to confirm uh, nor deny whether the landlord is Trump. Oh. Penn, I quote, has maintained that is that it is up to the reader to interpret the metaphors oh. he develops in the book. Good luck. Good luck, because there are not, not really enough evidence for us to even speculate as to the identity of the landlord. It could be anyone. Yeah. It could be any any person from history. Almost at any point. It could be any person from history who it became president in that year. <laughs> be be an old. Put their name on buildings. Be in a book where <clears throat> one of the chapters was called Mind Drunk. Now, here's a... 
there's a, a couple more things for us to have a little look at. Uh-huh. Um, and then finally we can be released from this fucking awful book. Okay. Straight on to Kwame. So someone on the television is referring to a woman. Yeah. Now this woman was seemingly running against the landlord. Okay. To be president and, and lost. And could, someone, again, someone said she was absolutely the worst possible candidate to represent the party. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what does Bob have to say about that? Really? Wonders Bob. As a mind that had managed thought in the silent circumlocution of sentences suddenly sharpens. Not charismatic enough for you folks. Too shrill. Uh, too hawkish. Isn't it true that you never wanted qualifications? You wanted a star. You wanted to be charmed, seduced and entertained. Was she the worst possible candidate or are you the most arrogant, ill and unqualified electorate in the history of the Western world? Yes, blame the voters, And boys. what does it matter now? <laughs> she never came to entertain you. Neither did I. You want to kill me because I won't blow you hard enough? You want to kill me because I don't really believe we're the best country in the world? Because I don't want to buy a used car from your boss or don't believe in the gods you lie to? You want to kill me, you boogeymen and women? You worshippers of tits, ass and beefcake? You snivelling, vomitous, and here I have to pause. Uh Uh-huh. Because Sean, Sean uses some words that cannot be said on the podcast. Oh, really? He says, you snivelling, vomitous, K-word, N-word, towel head, and wet back hating, faggot fearing, colostomy bags of humanity. Wow. Why? He was going to throw Hillary's speech a minute. Yeah. Right? No, no. So basically, what it is is that he's saying he's addressing the people who hate yeah. those people that he's listed using for reasons we yeah, can only speculate. Show talk exactly how they how <laughs> Use they exactly the slurs they people. would. Fucking hell. Like, just have a little look at it written down. I mean, yeah. He's even, he's put like dashes all over the place as well as if to really because it's attention because to it. that's it's, it's like they're like about to lead on to phrases. hating oh yeah and fearing and yeah okay nice yeah so really bad, bad uh, thing you've done there yeah um uh annie leaves him a message she writes him a little letter she needs but it. then also she's just down the hall yeah he he goes down and he's like oh give me a stamp and she's like cool here it is and then uh he says, post that for me. And she looks up bewildered and says, but to whom am I posting it? There's no address. Bob replies. Of course she says to whom as well. Post Fucking it to sure. the landlord. Fucking landlord, yes. Now I, foolishly, then he just goes back to his room. Yeah. He lays down. He puts on this song he's been and listening to for the whole thing. And that's the end. No, it's not. There's not another bit. <laughs> Please, God. There's an epilogue. Release us! There's an epilogue. How long is this? And I missed epilogue? the epilogue. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. But then I was alerted to it oh. by reading the Wikipedia. The epilogue, Yeah. and there's no easy way to say this. It's the best thing ever written. It is a poem. Oh, no. It is a poem. It doesn't rhyme, does it? Well... Let's have, oh no! Let's have a little look at Sean the epilogue. Is personally, attacking what I hate the most. What would be a nightmare? What would be a dream? One thousand golden churches, melted wings of clotted cream, 
Meaningless. Communes of corruption in no mood for nuanced things, just tit-for-tat instructions as the pompous pendulum swings. Cyber wars are waging by hands that seem so clean, while Yemen's children die in a terror best unseen. In aggregate atmospherics, our country dance boots burst its spleen, fussy fated fusion fists at the tip of a laser beam. From Jupiter, it must look so small, the petty pustule bickering of it all, in war between women and men, unadhering to nature's call. At the Mandalay in Vegas, so much terror, death and shock, little men made big by legal bump fire stock. Sexual misdoings, awakening a rage. Net picks recasts readers, hiding its cabal with the Net slick picks. Ted turn of a page. Net picks. <laughs> Through warrior women brave, sorry, though warrior women bravely walk the walk, derivatives of disproportion draw heinous hypocrites to their flock. A child's question comes on Sunday. What if Monday died? Would there be only six days a week to live? And if Monday can die, so can the rest of days. And die. Mm. Puerto Ricans catching hand towels, but they have no home nor light. So let's all just be loving. No need to scream and fight. Fat men tell fat lies, while <laughs> G-men sift their treasures. This season of treason's triumph under Moscow's active measures. Huge. There are no men nor women. Only movements own the day. Until movements morph to mayhem and militaries chip away, whether North Korean missiles or marching Tehran's way. Where did all the laughs go? Are you out there, Louis C.K.? Once crucial conversations kept us on our toes, was it really in our interest to trample Charlie Rose? And what's with this <laughs> me too, this infantilizing term of the day? Is this a toddler's crusade, reducing rape, slut-shaming and suffrage to reckless child's play, a platform for accusation impunity? Due process has lost its sheen, but fuck it, what we worry. I'm a hero to Time magazine. Mandatory service might humble a man, woman or three, but it all adds up to a scratch when we is never we. They'll do all they can to scare, play and distract you, keep you up all night with news of nothing but a who's who. Some seize on Scientology, padlock wives inside a cupboard. So when it is time to say, we all knew about Ron Hubbard. And while we feuded, failed and fought, we watched Sagan's precious dot turned tawdry on its axis, raising humanity's mortal taxes. Net neutrality? No more. Have we all become the big man's whore? So rattled, addled and saddled, our entitlement is recklessly embattled. Hawaiians felt the drill while denial had 38 minutes to kill, but the mainland's recognition too exhausted, too quickly left nil. And Bob? Oh, not well, Bob. he's been resting. Hours have gone by. Here's what we must see when survival tells no lies. Night has fallen over the retirement home. The elderly sleep in their beds. The Buick door creeps open. Amber security lights overhead. Step by step he approaches. A killer disguising his dread. Mm. When he crosses foyer to counter the blonde, face down, resting her head. Excuse me, miss, whispers Spurley. I'm looking for a bob, he said. A bob? <laughs> the up. girl's velvet voice gently answers. A man named Bob is doing his job. Dot, dot, dot. Good rhyme. In bed. 
His bed job, yeah. But underneath the counter, unseen, had the voice really come. Thrown so clean from Annie, completely bald and in underwear and body so supple and lean. And the girl seen resting her head. Gosh, she suddenly looks big over there. Her tight shirt of institution around shoulders bursting its micro-threads bare. Then suddenly, lurching like lightning, charges that blonde-haired body so big. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. That blonde girl is bobbing away. Smurly sped what? for cover in shield of tendril Someone rooted teasel. Bob right wields now. his wild mallet. Poppity's crisis. And will drop the weasel. Spurly concusses like a canvas, its skin splayed from its easel, drops a load in his dewy drawers, spreading a sury stench of diesel. No No humanity of howls, nor witness to wise. He coughs up his gas-bloating guts, bends over desk, and dies. Right. Cascades of curdling blood pour past Annie's eyes, though she now screams in horror, so finally complicit is she. Sounds a bit like us, don't it? No. In love and killing, completely complicit are we. And Bob Honey, a being, unbranded, unbridled, yeah, and free. I'm free. Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> wow. Now, that is a lot to take in, and I'm not ever going to forgive you for just launching into it without telling me quite how long it was going to be and quite how much ground it was going to cover, because I wasn't emotionally There's a prepared. lot going on where it's it's all very political, it's it. all very political, and then it's all very specifically about Bob dressing up as a woman, yeah, in a order big to blonde, threaded woman, in order to in in a kind of a almost a mm-hmm. a Robert Galbraith moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> dressing up as a woman yeah. in order to uh, murder Spurley with a hammer. After which, I think he shit petrol into his pants. Yes, and no, he did because he was a robot. Wasn't yeah, he? Um, he was the landlord. What did you think? Just knowing what we what we do about. Pen and some yeah. of the accusations Go against on. him about this particular section. I, I noticed you you chuckling way a little bit at it. Um, where did all the laughs go? Are you out there, Louis C.K.? Yeah. Once crucial conversations kept us on our toes, was yeah, it really in our interest to trample Charlie Rose? The Me Too bit. Yeah. I thought it was really... Uh, it's, I, I guess one of the things that literature does, right, is it prevents, it presents, rather, the alternative view... And I don't know about you, but God, everything everything's great for women these days. <laughs> and isn't so it about good. time that Sean Penn wrote a book, a whole book, just to build up to having a go at them and say, yeah, you know it's what? Really good. You know what? It's you've it's had it too good. You, it's bad that you get yeah. uh, to like pursue justice oh, for my... historical and current sexual assault. How dare you like, get back in your cage yeah like, fuck oh, off. i used to love that chat show why you yeah, gone ruined, you ruined it. it for me it's this book would you do that if you had a history of of of, of yeah being accused of beating maybe up? maybe that's what you would do and i mean wow, it is what i see so maybe oh, that's yeah, just no, well, maybe that's how it. it happens i think i see now what the book is and it's just a great big sort of like splurge of the extent to which Trump becoming president has ruined this man's mind. Like he, I think he must just have existed so far away from like the reality, the material reality of politics 
for so long. Like he's been famous our whole lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know when he first became famous. I don't know how old he was, but let's, he must have been quite young. And it's been like three decades at least. So it's like, it's, it's a bit like what everyone said about the Brexit vote. Everyone, everyone who voted remain, that is, who was, they were like, Oh my God, when I woke up the next day, it was like, I didn't know what country I was in anymore. And you're like, well, well, you've been living in it. It's because (laughs) that's why you lost. Yeah. 100%. Um, and I think it seems like, it seems like he thinks he's doing us a favor with like checking in and being like, Open your eyes, guys. Can't you see there's a goddamn Chino, Chino in, in the, the White House? House? Do you need me to point it out? And everyone's like, no, <laughs> we don't need you to point it out. And if anything, here's some of his favorite words. It's so fucking facile, bordering on, or bordering on like horseshoe theory back around to actually being just more pro Trump. Yeah. That like, if this book could only make you like Trump more yeah. by virtue of its author it's, disliking it's sh- him. It has, by, by the sheer power that he has had to literally melt the minds of people yeah. who previously didn't need to know what politics was and they heard about it because of him and then they decided that their whole lives were over. It's like a companion piece. It's like the sort of surreal companion piece to... Hillary's book that she wrote that you started did you ever finish it what happened I read about yeah. half of it I think like from the bits that you read it seems it seems like the tone of it being like this kind of like hang up it's like this like what are they little hangnail things mm. that people get that they're like picking away at this tone of like aggravation and feeling aggrieved and feeling like like you took your eye off the ball and like everyone else <laughs> let you down it did feel like that but it also felt like there was a very there's like a bit in Veep where when she loses the election, hmm. she Spoiler. goes to the, the next series is set like a year after. Uh-huh. And they kind of like drip feed this idea that after the series finale of the previous season, she had to spend some time in a mental home uh-huh. because she just had a total breakdown. And when she, uh, when they, they flash back to it, she's just very detached from it. Yeah. Really. And the the Hillary book certainly had that kind of feel to it at points where she's just like really mundanely describing like eating breakfast. And you're like, this is someone who has just had to remove themselves from a situation that they already actually weren't politically invested in, just personally. There just seems to be a pervasive sense of like, of, of feeling like attacked by reality and being incapable of interfacing with it in yeah. a way that isn't just spewing bullshit. Well, it's, it's because the, the whole liberal mindset is that they had not previously been burdened by having to actually be involved at all in politics. Like that mindset kind of thrives on the idea that actually no matter who is in charge, it basically caters to them. Yeah. And they're able to be at most kind of disappointed by it, but for the large part, pretty ambivalent towards whatever's going on because it's, because at least there's some decorum, Uh right? At least they're nice men in suits. um, Who all look sort of interchangeable. Yeah. And they don't have to uh, confront the fact that you know even those nice men in suits are doing 
the exact same things, often much worse uh-huh. things than what Trump has done, but without the, but just with a, a kind of like air of respectability. Yeah. And so suddenly that was gone and they therefore had to all, all of a sudden confront all this other stuff that they had been kind of pretending not to worry about for uh, like honestly decades. And it just kind of, it it really broke them because they, they're just very fragile, Mm. unserious people. It's such an angry book throughout. Like Mm. he, that's the sort of word I would use to summarize most of the vibe of it. Like it's, it's angry in the way that like when a baby is having a tantrum, it's just angry at everything, like every possible thing. Yeah, it just, just has flailing. to. It just has to cry. It has it to can't. shout at like yeah. minorities and at women and at us, the reader. Is that what babies and are at doing? We, the public, <laughs> and I'm saying, baby, <laughs> the racist. Have a have homophobic. a bottle. <laughs> sort it out. Yeah, but it's just like it's like the final sort of death throes of Sean Penn's mind really yeah it, it just is, feels like a man who is cracked it's kind of apt that the final sort of plot element of the book is a man shitting himself into death hmm. because that is kind of what the book is now there was one thing that i did save just a tiny nothing nothing major God. i don't have to read it's an extra from chapter the book <laughs> released just for you yeah it's uh it's sort of that. It's sort of that. It's this little bit here right at the bottom of the Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff Wikipedia page uh-huh. under the subheading of sequel. No. <clears throat> Which I I can't believe uh, we've let pass by. A sequel was released on September 10th, 2019 with the title Bob Honey Sings Jimmy Crack Corn, published by Rare Bird Books. As Rare it directly continues off the Eat. events of the first novel, seeing Bob Honey, hunted by the authorities, head to Washington, D.C. to directly confront the landlord. Okay, and when are you starting that one? Is that going to be like as next soon, year's project? As soon as my mind has recovered. As soon as... I think that to sum up the whole thing, um, there's... A, a, at the bottom of most Wikipedia pages, there's like a see also yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, section with other related mm-hmm. pages and there are three one is media manipulation mm-hmm. another is Generous. the assassination of richard nixon the movie which starred sean penn yeah um and the other is to a wiki wikipedia page do you want to just read out the name of that is it terrible books list of books considered the worst <laughs> well well done wikipedia what a dunk so there we have it the long-awaited return to Bob Honey, who just did stuff. And try as we might, we can't deny that throughout that... How many pages would you say? Oh, it was 153. It's only 153. Yeah. It felt like a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it did, really didn't it? did. Yeah. He did just keep doing stuff. And to my mind, it got worse and worse. The stuff he was doing? It got worse And the and way worse. in which we were told. Not only the in terms of like the latest stuff was worse, but the later stuff recolored the original stuff as even worse yeah it was like constantly dragging the whole book down page by page word by word sentence by sentence and for that we have to applaud sean well done for inventing That's difficult a to new do. and terrible style <laughs> of prose we'll be putting sean penn out of sight and out of mind for let me say at least the rest of maybe the year. our first video content could be a, a video where we just get can some like lo-fi 
hip hop beats while we just burn it page mm, by page. That'd be really cool. That'd mm. be very cool. Um, now, speaking of that video content, what is it that's happened over in the kind of finance sphere that's meant that that's happening and imminent? What happened is we we reached the, the milestone mm. of ten patrons. That's huge. It's that's ten numbers. people Double who've digits. decided to part with their hard-earned money during this. A global pandemic. We can't attest as to why. No, the the jury is still out on that one. Many are saying that it's not actually legal for us to accept it on the grounds <laughs> that it might be predated. It's or not vulnerable. It's not just that it's it breaches some kind of like sales contract of, <laughs> of like false advertising in terms of you know giving any extra content. Yeah, but it's that because we do. It do is that. literally. I think it has to be declared as some sort of charitable donation on their yeah. part. It's radical. Because it, it is, they are not purchasing a goods or service. No, you couldn't describe these as goods, what we're flogging. No. And services, certainly not. No. If anything, we're probably making their lives it's a worse. Disservice. With all this, sure. <laughs> yeah. But God, we're grateful, aren't we? We're extremely grateful. Um, thank thank you, you to, to all our patrons. We love you dearly. And we'll be releasing, as we said, double bonus content this week. And we'll be in touch with the little things. We've got to make some video stuff now. We've got a few ideas for what that could be, but some of them are illegal. And some of them were were literally just a piss take for you guys. Yeah, so, so, so we'll see about that. And if you want to, if you, yeah, you, you non-patrons out there, if you'd like to get involved, you'll be hopping aboard a train that is laden with content, quite frankly. Not one of those passenger trains, one of those freight trains that goes past and past. Oh, uh, yeah, and it just keeps and on just rolling. It's gone. There's another, There's another 50 bit. carriages. And there's a guy sleeping on it. He waves as he goes, he might be dead. Bye. See you in the next life. That's Bob. That's Bob. Just doing more stuff. If you want to hop aboard, patreon.com slash shame city for the low, low price of five bucks a month. You'll be getting bonus episodes every Wednesday. And in fact, more than one this week. Alongside all the ones that are already there, which will be insta unlocked for you. There's like 50 or 60 things there for you to see. private, exclusive, hot to trot RSS feed you can slot into your favourite pod app clear as day what else do we have um, we've got Twitter we've actually got, we've got two, two Twitters <laughs> but yeah we mentioned that no I don't unbanned. think we have well, After... our account that was um, that was banned in April they just unbanned it now no sorry no explanation no oh no just we didn't get back to your wham bam messages. no thank you ma'am just Here have it, it back. And yeah. now, quite frankly, I feel sick to look at it. I don't it. want it. I'm going to delete it. No, I'm not. I think we probably might use it for something. We're going to use it. We'll probably use it to just share stuff yeah. for, uh, for the time being. One day being. we could, once we're an empire, we could restructure. Wow. We and have that it. as our Yeah, fuck that. We could, no, we could have one as our hub and one as our, like, offshoot. Wow, that would be big. And Currently, our stay... offshoot is bigger than the hub, which yeah, is a shame. That's, yeah. that's new. <laughs> that's that's how they say to do it. <laughs> our outriders are, like, taken over. I think it's powerful. Yeah. That's at Shame City Gang, a proper that's one. That's the one you should be following. Um, yeah. You can we, follow that. That's Shamecast as well, but it won't do anything for you. Email us, TAS, that's T-A-S, at yep. shame.city. Let us know which of the of the Cormoran Strike novels you'd like Declan Are to read reading first. any? In what order would you recommend? I don't want to read it. Uh, any other challenges you've got? You. And then we'll, as I say, work out the kind of Patreon I'm balance going to leave the room. for all that. Because we do need to decide on our 15 Patreon I'm goal. leaving the room. I'm not doing it for 15 Patreon. No, but we, we'll do something for 15, I know. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll it won't be that. Off. <laughs> the new, is that what the new video content is? That's all it is. Fuck's sake. Um, look, it's been it's been a journey with Bob. Not a journey any of us asked to go on. 
Declan, you asked as well. You asked me to go on it. Never did, never would, never could. But we've come through it, haven't we? And that's really the greatest lesson of all, that even through the horror and the nightmare, the fecal leaking of that particular station, which will haunt me for many a day, even through all that, we found a way to clasp each other's hands and step on forward, ever onward and onward into oblivion. And if that's not Tass, I don't know what it is. I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. See you on the flip side, Bob. I'm still with her. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you.